This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Resurrection life. Resurrection life. And uh, the resurrection of Jesus was not only an event that we celebrate once a year, um, but it's something that we should, you know, the power of the resurrection should be celebrated every day in our lives. Can I get a witness in the house today? My question is to you today. Are you experiencing the resurrection life of Jesus every day? Amen. Uh, so we need to do that. And my message today is to help us to get a revelation of what God has done for us uh, through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. I like what Romans eight eleven says. It says, a spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit that's living within you. I love that. It's that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It's the opportunity as we believe can live in us every day. I'm going to say this to you this morning. Jesus did not come to give us a religion. He didn't come to give us a set rules for us to live by. No, no. He came to give us a relationship. He came to empower us to walk the victorious life that he paid for. And so I love what it says in John 10, 10. Jesus speaking here. Jesus said it's the thief that comes to kill, steal and destroy. So that's the devil. The devil's trying to steal from us. He's trying to kill us. But Jesus says he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. I like what the Amplify says to the full till it overflows. So so I'm going to say this to you today. You need to be walking in the overflow blessings of God and not tapping the reserves. Can I get a witness in the house today? We need to be walking in the overflow blessings of God. So to experience resurrection life, what the main key to experience this resurrection life is you got to believe. Okay, I'm preaching today. Look at your neighbor and say believe. believe. So my goal this morning is to inspire you to believe that the power of God can help you overcome anything in your life. How many people believe that? Glory to God. In John 11, uh, verses 25 to 26, Jesus is speaking here. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And Jesus says, do you believe this? I'm going to ask you this morning, do you believe it? Do you believe because Jesus was raised from the dead that we're going to be raised and we're going to have new bodies and it's going to be amazing? Glory to God. Jesus said this statement to Martha right before he did the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. And so he 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 uh, uh, he resurrected Lazarus from the dead. 
And what happened was that Mary and Martha, when they came, when Jesus came to them after Lazarus died, they told Jesus that he was too late, that he was too late. And I'm going to say this to you this morning. It's never too late to see miracles and the promises of God in your life. It's never too late. They said it was too late. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. In other words, Jesus can resurrect any dead thing. Can I get a witness in the house today? In your life. No matter what the shortfall might be, God can invade your shortfall. It could be a relationship. It could be your health. It could be your finances. But Jesus paid the price. Glory to God. I'm getting excited this morning. He paid the price. The pinnacle... Of our Christian faith, the pinnacle of it, it's not, the pinnacle is not that Jesus was uh, born of a virgin. And that's great. And the pinnacle isn't that Jesus did miracles, and he did. And, and, and they, the, the pinnacle of our faith is not that, that Jesus said these awesome words that confound even the most wise people today. And, and he did. But the, but the pinnacle of the, the Christian faith is, is that Jesus was raised from the dead. I'm going to say this. Hell could not stop Jesus. The soldiers couldn't keep him in the tomb. Jesus was raised. Hallelujah. No matter what the devil's plan might be in our lives to destroy us, God's plan is always bigger than the devil's plan in our life. And God's plans always bigger than man's plans that might seem to be against us at time because man tried to keep Jesus in the tomb. Remember, they guarded that tomb with a stone. But you know what? God has angels. And angels move that stone. Glory to God. And I'll tell you, Jesus could have walked right through it anyway because he had a glorified body. Can I get a witness in the house today? That stone went in a hold of him. Amen. I'm going to say this. No stone can hold you in check when God is with you. Are you listening to me today? I love what it says in 1 Corinthians. It says, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so that's, that's amazing to me because he's saying the strength of sin is the law. And guess what? When you receive Jesus, you're not under the law anymore. When you receive Jesus, you are under grace. Isn't that amazing? So, so the strength of sin is the law. Uh, and so and so if there's no law, then sin has no power. I'm preaching today. Sin has no power in our lives. You might say, I beg the differ. I missed it last week. Yeah, but the blood of Jesus always works when you confess. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We have the victory of death over everything that pertains to death. So I like to read this because it is Easter Sunday, Isaiah 53. Now, Isaiah wrote this under the inspiration of God 700 years before Jesus accomplished it. 
How do you know that, 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 that the Bible's true? How do you know that, that, that Jesus is who he says he is? It's called prophecy. There's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament, and they all claim that Jesus was going to walk on this earth, do miracles, be born in Bethlehem. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and die a terrible death to free us all. Glory to God. Let's look at Isaiah 53. This is really powerful. It says here, surely, talking about Jesus, 700 years, think about this. He had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Amen. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. I love that because it, it, it even says here in this, it says that we esteemed him stricken, spin of God. In other words, it looked like Jesus was a loser on the cross. It looked like that he lost the battle. It looked like that the devil won. When he was on the cross, it all, it all looked like that God forsaken him. And in a sense, God had to remove his spirit in a sense. Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken? Yes, the cross was a place where it was a place of pain and misery. And so, and so it, it appeared that, see, Jesus had to look like a sinner for hell to invite him in. Because when hell invited him in, he turned on the light and tore up hell. And when you invite Jesus in, I'm telling you, whatever is coming against you, you're going to tear it up in the name of Jesus. Nothing is too big for God that's working on the inside of us. So I'm going to say this. This scripture says here that, that, he, that he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. So what does that mean? That means that we don't have to walk in grief. We don't have to walk in sorrows. Uh, he... He, he became sin. We don't have to walk in sin or sickness. We can walk that abundant life in Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the price for everything pertaining to mankind. I'm going to make a statement to you today that no matter what you're facing in this life, you can overcome it. The odds might seem to be against you. It may look bad, but if you rely on the power of Jesus, he will always raise you up out of that pit that we may seemingly be in at times. Can I get a witness in the house today? Let's look at a story of, of, of God doing the impossible and I'm going to say this, that God can do the impossible even with doubt in your minds. Have you ever been standing on a promise of God and you haven't seen that promise yet? And you've been waiting and you're like, God, when? I'm praying, I'm praying, when, God? Win, win. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to win. <laughs> you're going to win. No, the Bible says through faith and patience. See, patience has to undergird your faith. It's through faith and patience that we obtain the promises of God. What is Jesus doing right now? You see, Jesus is coming back soon, but he's waiting. 
patiently for the fruit of the earth to come in and for the Father, because the Father only knows when Jesus is going to come back. Not even Jesus knows. But the Father is going to give that word and Jesus is going to come after us and he's going to pick us up. Amen. Glory to God. So, 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 so I want to give you this story here. It's in Mark 9, 17 through 22. And, and it's a story about a man and his son being uh, sick. It says, a man in a crowd answered, teacher, I brought your, my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You, then Jesus answers, you unbelieving in generation. And Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Now, he wasn't, Jesus wasn't saying that to the man. He was saying that to his disciples that couldn't cast out that demon. In other words, uh, one thing Jesus did not tolerate is unbelief. Can I get a witness in the house today? One thing God cannot tolerate, that God cannot work with, he cannot work with unbelief. God always worked with beliefs. In other words, us believing him. We have to believe. The Bible says, believe and you shall receive and you shall see the glory of God. Look at your neighbor and say, just believe. So Jesus said, bring the boy to me. So they brought him. And when the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into the convulsions. And he fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has this been like this? It's interesting how, how it's written. You know, Jesus said, well, how long has this been going on? And from the child, he, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire and water to kill him. And then, then he says this. The man, the son, the, the father says, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus gave one of the most powerful statements pertaining to faith. He, he, he said, if you only believe, you will see the glory. God. He, said, he said, do you believe I can help you? And he, and, and he says, I'm sorry. Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. I'm getting ahead of myself. So every, somebody say everything is, possible everything is possible to one who believes. All things are possible to those that believe. And then the man says, I do believe. Help me to overcome my unbelief. And I'm going to say this to you this morning. A lot of us are where that man is at. We're trying to believe but, there is, but the circumstances, what we're seeing in the natural, doesn't look like things are working. What we're seeing in the natural, it just seems like, it's sometimes, it, it, it just seems like, Lord, it doesn't seem like, you know, it didn't look like that anything was working the three days that Jesus was in the grave. It looked like the devil won those three days, but Jesus was accomplishing something when he, when he went down and he preached to the prisoners, glory to God, and he took the keys of death and hell from Satan, glory to God. Jesus was doing some things. He was warring for us in the grave. And I'm going to say this to you today. God is warring for you today. In your prayers, he is warring for your blessings, for your answers. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. 
And so we, what causes us not to walk in the resurrection life of God? Amen. Uh, we don't have an assurance that God is good and he has a good plan for our life. Amen. We got to get a revelation that Jesus was dealing. I'm going to say this. Jesus dealt with that. When Jesus was struggling in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Jesus in his humanity was recoiling the prospect of going to the cross. Jesus was not only 100% man, but he was 100% God. Amen. And, And Jesus prayed, if it was possible, that the cup of suffering could pass. But I believe that Jesus was at that moment too focused on the pain of the prospect than the plan of the promise. And I'm going to say this to you today. Sometimes we're too focused on the pain of waiting than the outcome of our answer to our prayer. Can I get a witness in the house today? We, we, we're going to deal with doubts at times. Uh, those doubts are going to come against us at times. But we got to stand strong in the word of God. Whenever I'm dealing with doubts about my future or, or the enemy's trying to say, you don't really have a future in God or, or you messed up too many times or, 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 or you're not going to go too far. I'm going to, I have to focus on scriptures and prayer. Jesus prayed through in the garden of Gethsemane and he settled the fact that he was going to the cross. And sometimes we're, we're going to have to pray through in our time when the enemy's working against us, trying to put fear on us, trying to make us believe that we're not going anywhere. But, but as you pray through and stand on the word of God, you will make it through. I love what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I have to hold on to scriptures like this to keep going. I like what it says in Ephesians. It says now in 320. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. So what 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 what. What Paul is saying in this scripture here, he's saying that God can always do more than what we ask him to do. God can always do extra. And and Jesus always did more. When he multiplied the fish and the loaves, they had baskets left over. Jesus always is a Jesus that's more than enough. I like, I like this when I'm going through a trial. I like to stand on this scripture. And we, in Romans 8, 28, we know that in all things, God works for good to those who love him and called according to his purpose. When I think about that, see, God's going to work out. See, see, if you're trusting God this morning, if you're trusting God with your circumstance, no matter what the enemy might be throwing at us, God can work it for our good. Remember Joseph? Remember Joseph? I don't know if you remember Joseph, the patriarch. But Joseph uh, had some brothers that threw him in a pit. He ended up in slavery. They sold him into slavery. And, and he ended up as a slave to Potiphar. And then he ended up from there, got, got uh, you know, um, uh, the, the Potiphar's wife uh, lied about Joseph because 
Potiphar's wife liked Joseph and Joseph was an, an honest and upright man, a pure man, and ended up framing him saying that she, he was trying to rape her, which was a lie, and he ended up in prison. But the Bible said that God was with Joseph and he made him to prosper even while all these bad things were happening. And I'm going to say, and then Joseph ended up from the prison into the palace running Egypt. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying no, no matter what is going on in your life, God can turn the bad to good. Can I get a witness in the house today? God can turn the deficit into a positive if we respond the right way. Number two, we, we deal with doubts when we allow distractions or adverse circumstances to overcome our, our belief. Amen. I like what it says in Mark 14, six, Mark 4, 16 and 17. Uh, talking about Jesus, talking about the sower sowing the word. And this is a parable. And he says this. These likewise are the ones who sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word immediately, they receive it with gladness and they had no root in themselves. So they endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So, so we need to be very careful. There's going to be times in our life where the enemy is going to try to get these tribulations and these persecutions. What are they? They're really distractions from us walking out the plans and the purposes of God. Jesus said we were in this life, we will have troubles. So we're, we're not going to escape it. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we're going to escape every bad thing that happens. The bad things happen to good people. Why? Because there's a devil out here. And he's trying to steal, kill, and to destroy. But God is greater. Somebody say God is greater. So we must let go of the distractions and focus on the bigger picture of walking with God. I like what it says in Hebrews. It says here in Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cloud of wit- a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scoring its shame, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So I want to, I want to encourage you to, to, to let go of the distractions and focus on Jesus in your walk. How could Jesus go to a cross? The Bible says he despised the, even the idea of going to the cross. Jesus did not want to go to the cross. It wasn't something that he was joyful over. But he knew it was something that he needed to do. There's going to be times in our life where we're going to have to pick up our cross. I'm preaching to somebody today. And follow Jesus. And we got to follow him no matter what is going on in our lives. We got to keep going. We got to keep moving for God no matter what is coming against us. Glory to God. 
So I want to exhort you to keep going. Jesus knew, and it said, for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. Well, listen, you can endure anything in your life because there's a greater day coming. Jesus is coming back. He's going to raise us up. He's going to, he's going to give us resurrection bodies. I'm telling you, there, it, there's, it, you may not be too happy down here, and I'm going to say good. Praise God, because you're not supposed to be too happy down here. This is not heaven. Don't get used to don't get used to living on this planet. In other words, it should sometimes you should get frustrated living down here. I did when I was sitting, when I was standing at McDonald's waiting for them to serve me. I used to be they used to call it fast food, but it was slow food last night. They said, and, she's, and she apologized. She said, I'm sorry. We had two or three people call out. And I was waiting for 10 minutes, just, uh, you know. But I said, all right, praise God. Amen. Glory to God. So things aren't going to work right down here. But heaven's going to be perfect. And the Bible says whatever we give up down here it won't, won't even compare to the glory that God's going to reveal to us in the sweet by and by. Amen. Yeah, in, in Hebrews 10, I love this, it says, uh, verse 12 and 14, it says, But this man, talking about Jesus, after he offered up sacrifices for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies be made a footstool. For by one offering, he perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Think about that. That is a powerful scripture that it says that Jesus won the victory for us. But not only did he won the victory for us in his victory, he's perfecting us. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching to some of those that, that aren't getting it right every day. I'm, I'm preaching to some of those that are missing. God is in the process of perfecting us forever and sanctifying us because of the blood of Jesus. That's awesome. Amen. That's awesome. And number three, we, we, can, uh, we can start believing that the problems we face is greater than the power that God to change it. And, and, and so, so, so we got to believe that the power of God is greater to change those problems. Sometimes we think the problem's bigger. Don't let other people or unbelief or the circumstances affect your belief. Can I get a witness in the house today? Let's just look at this one more story here in Mark 9, 23. Uh, it says here, now Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible. I'm, I'm recounting the, the, the story that we just talked about. And he said, who believes immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit. So to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him. And he entered him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsing him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one as dead. So as many said to him, he's dead. But Jesus uh, took him by the hand and lifted him up and rose him up. I wanted to re- recount this because uh, I didn't finish the story. Jesus did set the boy free. But it's interesting that when Jesus started working the miracle, the boy fell down and it almost looked like he was dead. And this is interesting. Whenever we start shaking the heaven with our prayers, it's going to seem like things are going to get worse. 
It's going to seem. Can I get a witness in the house today? But even but just the fact that seem, things seem like it's getting worse, that should tell you that they're going to get better. That that God is working on your behalf. Can I get a witness in the house today? Let's look at John 20, 19, 20. And we're going to talk about a disciple that had some unbelief in him. And we're finishing this up. And it says, on the evening at the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. And his disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Think about this. Think about this. They, they, they already heard that Mary saw Jesus. They only had a word, but they didn't have evidence. They just only had a word. And think about this. They were locked in this room because they had fear of the authorities. They were afraid that maybe they were going to be next. Their heads were going to be on the chopping block. They had fear. And this is so amazing to me that the doors were locked and Jesus just walks right in. Think about that. I mean, think about Jesus walking right into your house, appearing to you after he was crucified on the cross. After they saw that, man, they must have been elated. The Bible said they were overjoyed. Think about that. Jesus revealed himself. The Bible says actually that Jesus revealed himself to 500 people after he was resurrected. I really believe the first person that he showed himself to, now it doesn't say in the scriptures, but out of those 500, I believe the first person he showed himself to was his mother. Think about that. Because he wanted to say, Mom, you know, I saw you at the cross. I saw you crying. I saw you lamenting. and, And I just needed to come to you and show you that I'm alive. And because I live, you can live too. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And he said to Peter and, and the, the other 11 apostles or disciples, I'm here in the flesh, baby. Amen. And so, but, but, but it says here in John 20, now Thomas, the, the, the one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciple told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nails marked in his hands and put my finger where his nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. The leaven of them said, we saw the resurrected Jesus. But, but Thomas was saying, no, listen, unless I can put my finger in the holes of his hands, unless I can put my hand in the side. See, see that day, uh, the soldier speared Jesus in the side. That's not normal for crucifixions. Normally, they break the legs of the people because the crucifixion is designed for them to suffocate on the cross because because they have to push themselves up. And when they come down, all the pressure causes them to suffocate. And so they had to break the legs of the other two that were with Jesus. But Jesus was already dead. But just to make sure the uh, Roman speared Jesus up in the rib cage and, and broke his heart. Some say Jesus died of asphyxiation or suffocation, but I believe he died of a broken heart. Amen. 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 He was broken because he was separated 
from the Father at a certain point, the only time that the Trinity was separated. Amen. And so, so we see here Thomas is making, he's making a decree with his will. He said, unless I see Jesus, I will not believe. Your will is the most powerful thing that you possess in God. You can will to believe or you can will to disbelieve. I choose the will to believe. And when you believe, it can radically change your life. Let's look at this. It says here, a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The, the doors were locked. Jesus came. Notice that it says their doors are locked again. I want to say this, that Jesus is better than any Houdini out there. He can unlock any door. Anybody ever heard of Houdini? The great magician. And so it said, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have Believe. I like what Jesus said. He said to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. I'm going to say this to you this morning. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what circumstances seems to be coming against you, I'm going to say stop doubting and believe. Look at your neighbor and say, believe. Glory to God. Stop doubting and believe. We see here that that that. That to overcome our doubts, it said, Jesus said for him to reach out. We have to keep reaching out to Jesus to overcome our doubts. We reach out in faith. And when we reach out in faith, God comes back in the promise of what we're believing him for. Can I get a witness in the house today? You know, I preach this all the time, but but we got to have a believing faith and not just a seeing faith. I'm going to say that again. You must have a believing faith and not just a seeing faith. Thomas's faith was a seeing faith. But, but the Bible says, if you believe, you will receive. And I like what it says in Hebrews, it says, level one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And for the evidence of things, notice this, not seen. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So what what was he saying? He's saying that we got to believe first and we see next. Jesus tells Thomas to reach out and touch him. If we're going to overcome our doubts, we've got to keep touching our faith with Jesus. Amen. Believe you must come to it. Amen. Uh, You must believe that you can walk and experience this resurrection life. If number three point, if you're going to walk in the resurrection life of God, you're going to have to learn to enter the rest by faith, by receiving Jesus as your savior and your sin bearer. We must stop striving in our faith by works to please God. In other words, our faith is a relational faith of rest, not a religious faith based on good works. 
Can I get a witness in the house today? In Ephesians it said, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That's not of yourselves, is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. What am I saying today? A lot of people think that if they just do good works, they can make it to heaven. A lot of people think, well, if my good works outweigh my bad works, when I stand in the judgment seat of God, God's going to say, well, your good works are higher than your bad works, like a scale, so you can get in. It doesn't work that way. Amen. See, see, uh, Christianity is the only religion that has two elements. It has a resurrected founder. Amen. Jesus, the founder of Christianity, and it has grace. There's no other religion that that has the grace of God working in it. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. And so so when Jesus was on the cross, he said it was finished. This means that Jesus walked out his faith under the law perfectly. He fulfilled the law without sinning, becoming a perfect spotless lamb of God, taking our place of punishment. When Jesus died, the veil that was a thick curtain was rent from top to bottom. The veil was a place in a temple that separated the holiness of God from the people. Amen. So you could say the veil could be a representation of, of our sin. And when Jesus said it is finished and the veil was rent, that what that saying was that no sin can hold us back from the love of God, from permeating the love of God in our lives. So when that veil was rent, Jesus had the power to wipe away all of our sins and to bring us in right standing with God. I love it. I love this in John three sixteen. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. Amen. But have everlasting life. What's everlasting life? It's the resurrection life that I'm preaching to you today about. It's an overflowing life. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Shalom, glory to God. For God did not, now I love the second part part of this. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, that the world, but condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So what am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying that Jesus paid the price on the cross to wipe off condemnation out of our lives. I'm saying that, that, that the, the sacrifice of Jesus removed, not only covers our sins like it did in the Old Testament when they had sacrifices to cover their sins, it wipes our sins away. The Bible says that our sins was nailed on the cross when Jesus went to the cross. What I'm saying is you don't have a sin problem. Glory to God. You have a son solution. And the son's solution, glory to God, is the blood of Jesus that constantly washes and cleanses us from all righteousness. Maybe you believe that good works will get you there. It won't. Only a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I want to give you an invitation today. I want to give an invitation to those here and those watching online. Perhaps you've never made a, a decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and was raised from the dead. Yes, he was raised from the dead. You shall be saved. So I want you to pray this simple prayer with me and mean in your heart if you've never prayed this prayer so you can receive that resurrection life that Jesus paid for. Just say this out loud. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.